What's up, everybody? It's Katie Austin here, and welcome back to Austin AF. I am so freaking excited because I have Chase Claypool coming into the studio today, and this sounds really weird, but I have followed him on TikTok and, like, loved his TikToks and been obsessed with social media for, like, 10 months now. So when he agreed to do Austin AF, I absolutely freaked out. If you guys are unfamiliar with Chase Claypool, he is an NFL player. He just finished his first year for the Pittsburgh Steelers and he is a teammate of Juju Smith-Schuster who I actually went to college with and they do the craziest funniest TikToks. He is amazing not only on the field but off the field growing his social media, his YouTube channel, his TikTok and really growing a brand as well so I'm so excited to talk to him about that. We get into his experience in the NFL, what it was like to you know be one of the youngest players in the NFL and score 10 touchdowns in 10 games which is a crazy record plus we talk about his dating life and so you're going to want to stay tuned on that. But I want to kind of circle back on social media. Before Chase comes in, um, I really wanted to kind of give you guys my top tips on social media because I have done some Q&As on my Instagram the past few weeks. And one of the top questions is how to grow a social media brand. And I thought this was a very fitting topic just because we had Tinks last week and then this week we have Chase Claypool, two people who are crushing it and growing so fast online. So I wanted to break down some of my top tips on how you guys, if you guys are looking to become an influencer or you guys have a, a personal brand that you guys want to grow or a product of yours that you want to grow online, how to really utilize Instagram, TikTok, Snapchat, all the freaking platforms. So my first piece of advice is being consistent. I truly think this is the best piece of advice. And it sounds really, really easy. A lot of people think social media is a very easy task. There is so much work that goes into creating content. So being consistent at it and posting on Instagram at least three, four times a week at the bare minimum is so key and always making sure you have content to give to your followers. Speaking of content, what type of content to give to your followers? What I love to think about when I'm thinking about what I'm posting is how exactly my followers will resonate with it. So you always want to think about the reaction to your posts. Is it educational? Are you teaching them something? Is that post that you're putting out something that your friends will share with one another in their group chat? I always want my posts to be shared throughout a group chat. And that's kind of how I think about it because that's how you grow online is truly th through not only, you know, word of mouth and through your friends, but sending each other because they, your friends think it's a really good piece of content. So think about that as well. And then I've talked a lot about finding your niche in the social media world. And I think a lot of, you know, a lot of people's advice is like find a niche, but at the same time, it's just all about being yourself. And it, especially if you want to grow a personal brand, someone like Tinks, as you guys saw from last week, she is just authentically her on Instagram and TikTok, and that's how she grew. And someone like Chase Claypool, he is taking you through a day in the life of his Instagram and uh, on YouTube, and he is so him. And so being yourself is so, so important, especially like someone like Chase Claypool must get a lot of haters. And so 
being so vulnerable online is really, really important. Not just showing all the good things going on in your life, but showing the bad things in your life as well. And I think showing those ups and downs and showing, you know, the hardships as well and being that transparent can be the hardest part of social media, but that's how you're going to grow and get those followers because people want to relate to you. We're past the day and age of just being so fucking perfect online. To be honest, I have muted a lot of people online who don't make me feel like my best self. And if someone's out there that you're following, does it make you feel amazing when you scroll past them? Unfollow them, mute them if you can't unfollow if they're like a friend of yours or something. So um, I also just want to remind you guys, you know, going through social media can be really hard on our mental health. So there's always that unfollow button as well. And then a last tip that I have here is if you are an influencer or wanting to be an influencer, uh, we had Krista Stanton on a few weeks ago. And, uh, when she said this, I full wholeheartedly agree with it. Fake it till you make it. Um, and I mean that in the absolute best way. So one of my first brand deals was unpaid, completely unpaid. And I remember this brand deal. It was like four years ago and I didn't even have that many followers, but I posted about it as if I was getting paid. That got the attention of other brands to be like, oh damn, this girl's working with this brand. She must be pretty big time. So that's what I mean fake it till you make it. Organically tag brands, organically just post things that you actually love. And that's how you're really going to grow. No one knows how much money you're making off a post. So keep working at it. Be authentic, be authentically you and vulnerable online. I know that's so, so hard. Don't listen to the haters. And if you guys are just starting out in the social media world, uh, one piece of advice is, you know, do you and don't worry about anyone else because I remember when I was first starting on social media and I would get so much shit for posting fitness photos and hey guys, follow along this workout when I had two people liking the photo and I went home to Virginia and people would literally bully me at parties because I was trying to build an online following. And so don't listen to them. Do you, even if you have one or two followers, stick to giving them amazing content. It doesn't matter about the quantity of followers. It matters about the quality and knowing that you are staying true to yourself. Okay. And now I'm sorry. I just went on a little social media rant here and Chase Claypool just got here in the studio. And I think he's going to have some other amazing social media tips as well that you guys can utilize. So I am going to go grab him. All right, Chase. Well, thank you for coming into the Austin AF studio today. Thank you so much for having me. So the AF usually stands for a cuss word, but today it's Austin and football. Oh, I was wondering, and yeah. I don't know why that didn't click. Yeah. I like it, and football. Thank you, and it's friends, because we're now friends because we just did a booty workout together. We did do a booty workout. I am uh, feeling a little extra cushion right now. Okay, love that. It's about <laughs> yeah. a seven-minute band work, so it probably is exactly what you do to get ready for the NFL. Yeah. Yep, and, um, exactly. And it's that easy, really. Yeah, yeah. that easy. Seven minutes. So afterwards, I got for us a chocolate peanut butter protein shake because okay. you always got to get that protein after a workout. Yes, this is true. And I'm excited. Let's try it. Let's go. Cheers. Where'd it go? Very peanut butter. It's very good. It's very good. I'm a big peanut butter guy. Are you really? Okay. Yeah. So what do you eat after you usually work out? So here I need to get a private chef. Oh, okay. Not to sound bougie. <laughs> um, it's much easier to pick up meals, eat yeah. them. Um, but I've been eating a breakfast burrito every day after every workout. So it's starting to get old. But I would like to have like eggs and like French toast or something like that after I work out, some carbs. And a protein shake every time. So a breakfast burrito is actually my favorite food. So okay. I think we might be soulmates. Yeah. What do you like in your breakfast burrito? 
So I got a breakfast burrito after our workout today. Ooh. And the California burrito, you know how it's like the fries and like or the potatoes? So I'll get like a breakfast burrito and California burrito hybrid. So wow. for those who don't know, it's sausage, bacon, egg, either potatoes or french, french fries, fries. But I go potatoes for the healthier. So the works. Um, the what? The works, like the everything wor- yes, in the yes, breakfast burrito, yes. hearty, lots of carbs. Yes, yes. And speaking of California breakfast burrito, how are you liking California? You're new here. Yes. Do you love it? I do love it. And it depends. Like, um, I met a really good group of people my first weekend out, and then I've been, you know, rolling ever since. But I can see how some people might not like it and how people fall in love with it. So right. I'm falling in love with it. So you're from Canada originally, Mm -hmm. so I kind of want to go back to your start in Canada because you don't see a lot of NFL players from Canada. So I really want to go back to the root on how you got inspired to play football if you really grew up with any Canadian influences in the NFL world. Yeah, I mean, not so much in the NFL world, but the CFL world, which is Canadian Football League, um, that was like the team I idolized, and I played a couple different sports. Uh, baseball is my first sport, the age of four. Oh, wow. um, it's kind of a prodigy, more a prodigy of building sandcastles than actually playing the sport. So I build sandcastles on the baseball mound, on the little pitching mound. So that sport wasn't for me. Um, <laughs> Wait, like legit, you would build sandcastles? Make little sculptures. But you were four. I was four. Four, yeah. So I was yeah, a prodigy yeah, yeah, yeah. at making sandcastles. I like at first thought that was a metaphor. I was like, I don't get the metaphor. Oh, yeah. no, actually, actually, you did it. Yeah, like not a joke. Yeah. <laughs> not a joke. Got um, it. And then karate and gymnastics, I did that. Whoa. So yeah. are you flexible? Um, well, as you saw, I. Yeah. Yeah. Here and there. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> did that, and then, then I played football at the age of eight, and I never stopped. Damn. So that's kind of how that went. And then I heard something. I think you were on the, what, the Rich Eisen podcast? Is, yeah. And he said that you never heard of Notre Dame before yeah. you went there? Is that the yeah. truth? Yeah. No, I didn't know anything about Notre Dame. Even when they offered me. Like, my uh, football coach was, like, pumped for it. Like, he's like... Well, yeah. It's Notre he, Dame. like, never told me, like... He never steered me in any direction, but he was like, you might have to accept this one. I was like, (laughs) and he's like, you have to take a visit. So I took a visit and then I fell in love with it. When you went to visit and you were being recruited, did they do anything crazy to recruit you? Nothing that I can say on the podcast. No, I'm just saying. (laughs) Uh, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. No, it wasn't anything crazy. I think I just had two good hosts. Um, I had Will Fuller was one of my unofficial hosts who was like their best player at the time. So I think they tried to like show me a little bit extra love, and then Equinemius and uh, Miles Boykin were all in the NFL. Oh, nice, yeah. So they they gave me some good hosts um, to show me a good time, but they didn't do anything crazy. No, it's so funny because I had Mark Sanchez on the podcast, um, what two weeks ago now, and we we're talking about recruiting stories. And I went to USC, and I was really good friends with all the football players because right. I was an athlete. And so I remember the craziest recruiting stories ever. Again, not appropriate for <laughs> the talk show, mm-hmm. but you can just imagine. I'm sure USC and Notre Dame—they're kind of a little bit of rivals. Yeah, so USC is probably definitely a lot more legal in that sense, and they should probably be <laughs> investigated immediately. I would agree with that. Uh, <laughs> Notre Dame, we do things by the book. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. Off the we, record, I would agree with that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, so you were 83 in college? 83 in college, yeah. And 11 now. Yeah. And a lot of the times athletes have meanings behind their numbers. Do you have any meaning behind those two numbers? So I had the choice. I could have chose 83. Um, there's a couple reasons why I didn't. 83, I didn't pick 83 at Notre Dame. Oh, I was okay. picking like 10, 13, 
15, 21, like all these numbers, and they're like, yeah, you got 83. So I was like, okay. what the? I was like, I'm changing that right away. But then it grew on me, 83. It was like, you know, it becomes like who you are, you know? Like you start making plays with the number. You don't want to change the number. So I had a choice between 83 and 11. And, you know, there's one angle I'm looking at, 8 plus 3 equals 11. And then... Oh, wow. Yeah. And then... <laughs> yeah, you're like, here's the one. Yep. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Yeah. Um, and then all my family, I was asking all my family what I should do. I'm like, 11's my favorite number. You have to pick 11. I was born on the 11th day of this month. Oh, nice. All this stuff. And then I started thinking like one of one. So there's nice. a couple different ways to spin it. but And 11 just looks better, I think. I agree. I like a smaller number than 83. I feel like 83 is kind of a bigger number. Like chunky guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And Ben, um, not that he told me, but like his best friend was 83 and had recently retired. Oh. So I didn't want to step on any toes. Yeah, as that rookie, makes sense. So. If you had to recall one memory, like your most memorable moment at Notre Dame, what would that be? Does one moment stick out to you? I think like my first play of college football, um, I went from like playing in front of like 300 people in Canada, playing in front of like 110,000 at Texas or something wow. like that. And then millions on TV for Monday Night Football in college. So yeah. Is that um, nerve-wracking, like that first feeling of playing on for TV? Yeah, it's definitely a weird feeling, but once like the play is in progress, you don't yeah. think about it. You, you don't, just play You're not like nervous while you're in the play. You would just be nervous right before play, maybe. Right. So speaking of being nervous and like that transition from like a smaller audience to a bigger audience, um, let's now transition to your NFL experience. Your first year, you just got done, and I would love to know your experience of you know being a college athlete and then all of a sudden you know living on your own. I'm not sure if you live on your own, right. but how has that really been that transition? It hasn't been too bad um, because I wanted to travel away from home to go to school, so I had to be independent. That sense right and then I had to live on my own my senior year in college after doing three years in dorm so um I think the main thing was like making sure you're never late for anything and you're always early because if you're late you get fined thousands and thousands of dollars holy moly yeah so that was the basic not like I was ever late but just making sure like yeah putting in the precautions make sure you're not late um because anything can happen but uh, it wasn't too bad. The transition wasn't too bad. Did you do your own laundry? Uh, yeah, I did my own laundry. Nice. Yeah. I've been doing my own laundry like <laughs> since like the ninth grade or like oh, good. probably before well, that. Well, a lot of athletes yeah. don't. Yeah, no. Like. My mom never did my laundry. And I don't think I want her to do my laundry. Just like... Yeah, it's I'll your own do thing. It. I'll do it. What yeah. about a private chef? Do you have one there? I do. And I got one later on in the year when I try to cook. And I did an episode where I tried to cook French toast and I was pouring the cinnamon out. The whole bottle came out. So I did like the cinnamon challenge slash breakfast. Wait, a cinnamon challenge, is that a real thing or you just made it up? Well, you know when you do a little teaspoon? Oh my God, yeah. That, it gets what, really dry in your mouth? Yeah, that was my French toast. Oh my gosh. So would you consider yourself a good cook or not really at all? I can cook French toast good other than okay. that one time. And I can make like ice cubes and all that, like toast. Which What's is, your favorite food? <laughs> <laughs> What's your favorite food? My favorite food is oxtail. Wait, what? Yeah. Oxtail? And I can't make that. My mom makes a killer oxtail though. Whoa, I was like not expecting that at all. How do you make oxtail? Oxtail is like, I feel like you like, it's like a stew type thing. Okay. So you put like potatoes, carrots, and like other stuff in it. But it just like broils, I don't know if that's the right word, but like sits in the pot. 
and like wow. slow cooks for like however many hours, eight hours. So interesting. Is and that Canadian? It's like Caribbean or oh, Jamaican. Cool. Yeah. Very cool. Interesting. Yeah. So speaking back to your NFL career, you scored ten touchdowns in ten games. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. Holy shit, dude! That's yeah. insane. Was that an insane experience? Yeah, it was crazy. Like I never really cared about the touchdowns or whatever, but I going into that game, I was like, if I can get one, it's ten for ten, which is cool. And I really wanted an eleven for eleven because my number as well. Oh yeah. And I think like I think I might have like, dropped a touchdown pass or something. <laughs> I I remember saying I could have scored, and I was like, mm, I didn't score, uh, but. <laughs> 10 for 10 was cool. Awesome. That's so, so awesome. And then speaking of your NFL transition, um, I want to talk about Juju because mm. I actually went to school with Juju. He was, okay, yeah. he was actually my, um, what was it? We were in health class together and he was like my work buddy or whatever oh, nice. in health class. So I want to talk nice. about Juju and how he's really helped you transition and, and really been a mentor for you. Yeah, Juju, um, he actually ended up living, we lived like, we were neighbors. So oh, we were in the same building. So nice. Yeah. You would think that him having so much success in the league he want to do things that older guys, you know, right. might not do. Um, but he did everything, like, any favor I'd ask. Like, even so if nice. it was, like, hey, my car is, like, charging or something. Can I borrow your car to go somewhere? He'd be like, yeah, dude, take it where, wherever you want or whatever. Uh, he would bring me up food. Like, he would invite me over for dinner um, for, like, Easter, Christmas and stuff so like that. So nice. Not Easter. Uh, Thanksgiving. <laughs> Easter just happened. I think. Um, but yeah, so he was uh, really welcoming. And in terms of social media, how has he been a mentor in like the social media world? Because obviously yeah. you're like massive on TikTok. You you know have a huge following, almost 300k on YouTube too, mm -hmm. and so um, and over half a million on Instagram. So how has he really helped you with social media? Has he at all? Yeah, he has. He probably got me into TikTok. Like I always had a TikTok account, and I always like. I was like, oh, I'm not going to make TikTok videos. Because in my head, I was like, oh, I'm going to have to dance and, like, you know, do, like, <laughs> I see you poses. dancing, though. Yeah, I have a little dice roll here Come and there. Come on, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but he kind of pushed me to make a TikTok and just do different videos, uh, more fun videos. And I did that. And then that went really well. And he just helps me, like, when to post. Like, he just told me, like, yeah, this is when I post. This is how I post. And this is what I'm thinking when I post. Well, you're crushing it. I absolutely love your TikToks. And I think it's so smart that you've created a YouTube channel. So what was really the the reasoning behind creating a YouTube channel? Because you don't see a lot of NFL athletes being like, here's, you know, my day in the life of being an NFL star. And you have, like, what, 2 million views on that video. Yeah. Which is crazy. Mm -hmm. Well, it's never, no one's really doing it, like you said. Yeah. And I always had an interest in blogging and stuff like that, but never really had, like, not like it wasn't interesting, but I never had the audience to, like, target, you know? So now that I'm right. in this niche, um, like, environment that I can capture, like, behind-the-scenes footage that no one's ever seen before and put that out, I figured a lot of people would be interested in that. And I, um, it just all made sense. The pieces aligned at the right time and... It gave me a hobby during quarantine and stuff like That's that. That's for sure. Yeah. And I find it just so valuable in terms of brand deals too. Do you yeah. feel like you're getting, you know, more sponsorships and more brand deals because, um, you know, you're 22 mm -hmm. and so you understand the importance of social media, but, you know, a lot of these older guys, even like 30-year-olds mm -hmm. in the NFL don't really understand that importance of putting that effort in. Do you think it's really helped grow your business outside of football? Yeah, like I probably, it's probably one of the main reasons, not the main reason, but uh, driving factor on how I got my Jordan deal, just because they're like, cool. yeah, they're like, we like uh, what you're doing off the field, um, just as much as what you're doing on the field, 
And then, like you said, the older guys, they don't get it. They're like, oh, like, go back on TikTok or <laughs> call Juju and I like TikTok boys. But yeah. they don't know how much, like, like how much that's helped us. And totally. it's like, we don't care. When you say TikTok boys, it's like, it's almost a compliment because we're doing it so well. If we're known by that, then so be it. Um, but yeah, I would, I'm not going to stop TikTok because some right. old guys. Don't I was going like to say, it. do you get haters? Because I feel like you and Juju and like the Steelers are known for like doing the locker room TikToks after the game. But that's the funniest part about it. I think a lot of people give athletes shit when they do social media mm -hmm. because, and if they don't do well on the field, but you guys were like crushing it on the yeah. field too. So it was like, hey, I can still you know, build my social media and crush it on the field. Yeah, I think a big part of that, too, is, like, there's you'll never be able to please everyone. Um, so, you know, if there's some people that hate on you and stuff like that because you're making these videos, that's fine. But another big reason of why I'm doing this, YouTube videos, TikToks, and Instagram, whatever, these live shows, is to, like, connect with the fans and, like, be more personable and relatable to them. You know, I think a lot of times they see us as, like, on a pedestal. Right. And that's just, like, we're just normal people who are good at football. So I think doing these things can show that we're, like, I'm normal. You can come talk to me. Like, anyone totally. can come talk to me and just have, like, a cordial conversation. And I feel like Gen Z is so into knowing personality, you know? Mm -hmm. And if they don't know the personality of a player, they might not love them as much. So I feel like you're just so smart because you're creating that fan loyalty, yeah. which is so important. And not only fan loyalty, but brand sponsorships, like you said. I saw you got a really cool Snickers deal. Yeah. And they gave you a chain and everything. Yeah. Yeah, Holy that was super crap. cool. It was after the four-touchdown game, so you obviously have to, like, earn on the field, but it was a super cool, like, opportunity and, like, shoot. So they gave you a chain. Yeah. Have you bought any other chains besides the um, Snickers one? I have not maybe? bought a chain. I'm not wearing it right now. I wish I was. But I have um, a company, um, GLD, uh, made me a Mapletron chain, which is my nickname. And it's like a Canadian leaf with a, cool. like a Megatron-ish logo in it. Cool. So, uh, yeah, I don't really buy jewelry. So they made me a chain, though, which was, which was super cool. Okay, yeah. two things that I want to get to here. First is your purchases. So obviously making a lot of money at a young age. Yeah. It's new. It's mm. really, really new. And so uh, my first question would be, how, are you a splurger? Like, do you spend a lot of money? Mm -hmm. And how do you spend your money? What was, like, your first big boy purchase? My first big boy purchase was a car. Um, I've always wanted... A nice car, um, and I always told like my friends like, oh, I'm not gonna spend like this much money on a car or whatever, <laughs> and I spent that much money on a car. <laughs> but that was like the only thing that I did. I don't buy jewelry. Obviously, I have some, but through companies and brand deals. Um, and other than that, like my clothes are like not really designer. Um, I just get clothes off like ASOS. $10 for a shirt or something. Sponsor him. Swipe um, up. But recently, you know, I, I did a little splurge in LA. Yeah, I went yeah. to Kith, um, which was super cool, and got a couple nice clothes there. But you, know, you got to mix it up a little bit. But I don't spend, like, too much money. I try not to. That's yeah. good. Honestly, saving your money is yeah. great. Speaking of your car, are you talking about the one that's outside that I saw? Yeah. Okay, so it's – Are you? can you say it? Yeah, I can say I can describe it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We keep it kind of off the record, but if we get it described, okay. it's whatever. Yeah. I'd love to hear about it. Yeah, so it's <laughs> it's a Red Tiger. It's kind of like orangey, but it's supposed to be like Red Tiger. Um, it's from Call of Duty. Uh, it's like a camo. 
from like Call of Duty 4. And that was like the first game that I really, really got into. And I just love that camo. So, Red Tiger. Damn. Yeah. It's cool, you guys. I saw it. It's really awesome. And yeah. the rims are what, like matte black or yeah, something? Yeah, yeah. Did you just think of how to do that yourself? I don't know where I thought of it. Like, I knew that was, like, my favorite camo. So I was just, like, thinking of, like, what I could do to the car. Because I knew I wanted to wrap it. And then I was like, "Mm, Red Tiger car. (laughs) Let's put them together. (laughs) And speaking of Call of Duty, you're a huge gamer. Yeah. How the hell do you have time to do all this? I feel like you're so busy. Yeah. I mean, it's people, that's the thing. Another thing is, like, People think you're way more busy or way more, like, you're doing stuff all day. But, you know, you do have time. And, like, for example, like, making TikToks only takes, like, two minutes out the day uh, to make a so video. True. Yeah. <laughs> and people are like, shouldn't you be, like, studying or, like, right. getting ready for the game? It's like, I can take two minutes. And make <laughs> yeah, video, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, uh, no, so, like, you get everything done in the morning. Like, for my off-season schedule, um, I'll wake up at, like, 8, go to PT at 9, work out at 10, yoga, shoot, come back like one or two. And then after that, like you're usually done for the day. So you is, have a lot of time. So you have a lot of time. Yeah. Long story short, you have a lot of time <laughs> to do this stuff. So I can uh, have time to like game and stuff like that. I absolutely love how athletes the last few years are really incorporating a lot of yoga. I think it's so important. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. do you, are you loving yoga? I do love it. We're doing hot yoga. It's like 105 it's degrees hard. in the room. And it's like... I probably lose 10 pounds every time. That's I- how I feel too. Cause like being an athlete, I was an athlete in college and uh, obviously not on your <laughs> level of an athlete, but being an athlete for me, it was really hard to transition to yoga because you're always so go, go, go. You're mm-hmm. lifting heavy, you're sprinting. And so it was really hard for me to calm down mm-hmm. in yoga. Do you have that or not really? I think when the room is so hot, you have to, Yeah. because it's like, you have to slow down your breathing to like, not think about how hot the room is. And just, like, so you don't, like, panic, if that right. makes sense, because the breasts get shorter. Um, so I think the hot yoga works, um, like, helps. Yeah. But, yeah, like, I, it's a different pace, for sure, just to hold a pose for, like, 30 seconds. Time for sure. moves super slow. But it's so good for you. Oh, yeah. So good for you. Yeah. Okay, so I want to, like, kind of backpedal here, because I wanted to talk to you about this. I talked to, to Mark Sanchez a little bit about mm. this as well, but I think you're... Um, <laughs> Not no shade to Mark. You're a better person to talk to because you're fresh oh. out of college. Yes, um, I am. And, and Scotty's looking at me like, oh. no. <laughs> but you're a better person to talk to about this because I want to know your take about college athletes being paid, mm. um, being allowed to be paid. Because so many college athletes have a million followers on TikTok, you know, a huge following on Instagram, and you can make a lot of money, as you now know, mm. off brand deals off your social media. So, what is your take on that? And would you have liked to be seen, like, to be paid in college for brand? I'm not talking about like, you know, the name to to your names on the jerseys and you're paying for all that. I'm talking about like just being able to get a brand deal in college. Yeah. Oh, 100%. I think, you know, there's going to be people who say like, oh, you you get a free education and stuff like that. But that just doesn't equate to how much you put in and how much you profit the university. Um, Obviously, it's different for other schools. And that's where it gets kind of tricky. Like some schools don't make that much money and some schools make a lot more money. So it's like. It could be a recruiting tactic, like, hey, you'll get paid more if you come yeah. here, which could get hard. But if they just paid athletes a little bit more, I remember, like, I had lost a game of Call of Duty, and I had, this was right after spring break, so I had literally spent every dollar I had. Um, 
And it wasn't a lot. Like, it wasn't a lot of money. No. And I like, threw my controller on the desk, and it bounced up, hit my TV. And I couldn't even afford to buy a $100 TV to replace it. So you would think that people who are contributing so much to university would have more wiggle room. Totally. Um, but... Yeah, I absolutely think they should, and especially name, image, and likeness. I think that's the most fair way to go about it. The better you're playing, the more you're going to make. So there's no recruits. Like, you can come here to a small school and make more money because you'll be the best player. Or you yeah. can go to a big school and maybe make more money because you have a bigger fan base. So Totally. I think they should definitely get some money off, like, jersey sales, um, you know, memorabilia, stuff like that. And it sucks because you're just going to hear a lot from, like, the older guys, I mean, in terms of, like, like the agents and everything like that, being like, oh, they're, the high school players are going to, you know, go into it with ulterior motive and they're going to be distracted. But it's like, yeah. at the same time, you're the exact epitome of you can do it all. And I think you're an amazing role model for, you know, gaming, uh, amazing on the field. At the same time, you can keep up with your social media. You can vlog every single week. And so I think you're just an amazing role model in that sense for Thank every you. college athlete out there. I really do. Thank you. Yeah, no, and I hope to inspire, so just keep it rolling, I guess. You definitely do. Okay, now we have reached our segment called No Filter. Oh. And this segment is where I really ask someone um, something that, like, Mark, Mark Sanchez, I asked him his uh, least favorite guest on his show. So this uh, segment... <laughs> You have to um, get real with me, basically. Okay. And you're going to answer this question. And so your question is, who are you dating? Mm, that's good. That's <laughs> a good question because... We want to know. I am not dating anybody. I'm not dating anybody. No. I was, but I'm not anymore. You um, heard it here first. Yeah. I'm down bad, right? <laughs> oh, the crowd's like, oh, in the background right now. But was it hard? Because I, I've i known a lot of, like, as being an athlete, I know just a lot of football players and how hard it is to transition from college to the NFL when either you have a girlfriend or dating yeah. life. Like, has your dating life changed since you got into the NFL? Yeah. So I uh, was with her in that through that transition. Uh, she had a fifth year. So if she didn't have a fifth year, she probably would have moved out with me. But she had to stay at school, and I had to go. So long distance, I hate long distance. So I haven't done anything dating-wise um, at all. But um, it's definitely hard because now that you're in the NFL, you have to, like, be careful with who you meet because, like, they could have bad intentions. And if you date that someone was... after the fact. So that's, like, the tricky part is, like, meeting someone and knowing that they have pure intentions. And especially in L.A. <laughs> it I is know. so hard. They find out who you are, and you have to really be careful. Yeah. Yeah, I've seen a, I've seen a lot of uh, – so my dad's an NBA agent, and right. so he represents, like, you know, a lot of guys your age that are just making it to the league. And, you know, it, they learn the hard way of, yeah. like, bringing around their own girls. Yeah. So I'll usually use a fake name, like Frank. <laughs> Frank. Hi, I'm Frank. Nice to uh, meet yeah. you. Yeah, what do you do? <laughs> Accountant. I'm, yeah. a, uh, you know, a finance guy. Yeah, <laughs> something simple. So uh, I'll tr – I'll usually, I'll never say that I play football unless they already know. Really? Um, yeah, like, I just kind of don't. Unfortunately, like, I don't think that's going to work for you in the next year. Yeah, I'm going to have to <laughs> wear a wig or something. I don't know. <laughs> You're like, uh, no, I think your name's Chase. <laughs> yeah, it's not, it's not Billy. It's not me. It's not me. No, 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 not me. That's funny. Okay, our next segment is called Mood Boosting Mantras. 
And I ask every single guest what their mantra is. It can be, you can even give two or something that you say to yourself every day or something that you remember, you know, when you were little that Mm -hmm. really got you through and got you where you are today. So something that we did like um, performance training, a mental performance training in college my junior year. So it was like power statements. Um, So it's like say this to yourself if you're feeling, if you need some motivation. And I... I don't really say it to myself, um, but if I did, it'd be like, I'm built different. And it's like, seems like ignorant to say, but it's like, it could mean, it's like much more deeper meaning. Like I came from, you know, different background. Uh, You know, I fought through the odds. Um, I'm here now. I'm like built for this. Not like I'm the built. I'm just like. Not physically. Yeah, I'm I'm just better than everyone. (laughs) It's more just like something to help you out and something that you might only understand. So I would never say like out loud unless it's like a competitive one-on-one versus a friend or something like that and just like scream at him, I'm built different. (laughs) But uh, that's what I would say. That would be my mantra. I love that. Yeah. And it doesn't have to make sense to anyone else. I think that's the coolest part about mantras. It's what you say to yourself every single day that makes sense to you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, What is one piece of advice that you would give your 15-year-old self? Give my 15-year-old self? um, I think take advantage of every opportunity around you. I think I'm doing that now for sure. I'm trying to do that the best I can now. And I've seen it pay off, um, you know, so quickly and so vastly. And I don't think my 15-year-old self did that. I think he was just, you know, having fun as a 15-year-old and, as you, um, you know, got in some trouble here and there and, and did some good things here and there. But I don't think he utilized, like, what he could have around him. I think your 15-year-old self would be pretty proud of where you are today. Though. Yeah. That's, for, that's for damn sure. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, awesome. Thank you so much for coming into the Austin AF studio AF, today. Baby. Austin and friends and football. And football and family. Yeah, yeah, and family. And where can everyone find you? On your YouTube channel? Yes. And... So for the most part, you can just um, YouTube channel, Instagram, and Twitter, Chase Claypool. And then... TikTok is just Chase. TikTok. Like the, like the bank. Wait, we, I want to do a TikTok dance with you. Okay, we can do He that. was teaching me the dice roll earlier because I actually couldn't I do it. I forgot it for a second. I blanked. I want to do a TikTok with you. Yeah, let's Your do a TikTok. Your TikToks are famous. Yeah, let's do yeah. it. Corvette, Corvette, hop in a motherfucking jet like that. Then we didn't then, then we like that. They were like, pop, why you all like that? Why you tall like that? Why you all like that? Well, make sure to follow Chase on all social media platforms. He has, do you have weekly YouTube videos? I have weekly. Um, we're going to say, we're not going to say day, like, <laughs> Sunday, 3 p.m. Eastern time, but uh, at weekly, yeah, awesome. once a week. Awesome. Well, thank yeah. you, Chase. I appreciate you. And thank you guys so much for tuning in. I'll see you all next week.